The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills with you. And here we are. Playoffs are over for our Buffalo Bills. The 22-19 defeat in overtime to the Houston Texans on Saturday. Uh, I know for many of us it's taken a little bit of time to, to get over this loss for uh, for Bills fans, right? It's, it's one of those you look at so many of the opportunities, almost consider it a bit of that, that game that slipped away. You think of that first half, the second half collapse, and then somehow in some way you actually get to overtime and you're thinking to yourself, do, do we even deserve to be in overtime at this point? And uh, there's been plenty of other analysis of the game, right? I'm recording this on Thursday. So, you know, as you think about it over the last five days, I, I don't need to delve in too much of that game. It still, uh, it still hurts me. It pains me inside. But from my perspective, the, the 2019 season for the Buffalo Bills was still a success. Uh, 10 and 6 in the regular season. You think of the progress that this team has made. And really, from that standpoint, as I look at it, well, of course, I'm disappointed that they lost to the Texans. Would have loved to seen them travel to Kansas City and and to see really how they would match up going toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's Kansas City Chiefs. Um, from that standpoint, right, you look at the progress this team made over the last year, and I think to myself, I'm I'm happy with the progress that was made. And now you look forward to 2020, and, and you really want to think to yourself, can this team continue to make more progress on top of this? And really, there's no reason for me or I think any Bills fan, right, to to think that the team cannot continue to progress. Um, we saw the improvements that were made from the 18 season to the 19 season. And when you talk about many of the key components to this team being in the call it the earlier stages of their careers, right, guys that are so important, uh, uh, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Ed Oliver. You know, guys that are on this roster, right, that that still have plenty of room to grow. And and from this standpoint, I didn't even mention Tredavious White, right? And I mean, really, from this, the, the guy was already named to the All-Pro team. So, so I say that and that there's not much more room for improvement above being an All-Pro in the NFL, but for Tredavious White even to, to maintain that level of production that he had during this past season. But where I do go with this, right, there are there are many young talents on this team for the Buffalo Bills. 
And with that being said, as you look to $90 million in cap space, you look to the number of draft picks that they have and the utmost faith and confidence, at least that I have in Brandon Bean. And I think based on the recent poll, many of our, our readers at buffalorumblings.com share that, that same sentiment that I look forward to what this offseason can be. Obviously, with this podcast, whenever there's breaking news, we'll jump on and record for you and share some different pieces. Uh, and we'll go through a lot of different pieces, right? What to, to look for with this team. You know, we'll, we'll start to bring back our mock draft Mondays at buffalorumblings.com. You know, based on the feedback that I've gotten, it seems that everyone enjoys those. And you can really start to look at it and say, what are those positions where the Buffalo Bills may look to invest their, their draft capital? at least their high-end draft capital, right? You think those first, second, third round picks, uh, those early selections that they will have. But before we get into anything with with the draft, right, so much, we've got to talk about free agency. And I've been thinking about it a bit, especially since, since Saturday's loss. You know, you think about those guys on the roster that made a real impact for the Bills and who are those individuals that are free agents, and what kind of decision is going to be made, again, by Brandon Bean and his staff before we get into the free agency period in March. Um, John Boccasino, you guys know him from the Believe podcast. You see his work on the site all the time. He put together a great article. It's on the homepage of buffalorumblings.com. Who are the Buffalo Bills 2020 free agents? And you look at all the moves that the team made last year. You look at the cap space they have this year. I'm not going to get into guys that might be getting extensions, at least in this episode. We'll share that for a future podcast. But right now, there's some decisions that need to be made with guys that are free agents on the Bills roster, right? As we talk about this, I'm going to focus on the unrestricted free agents. Uh, One guy that's restricted is noted here by John, Isaiah McKenzie. I imagine they will put some sort of a, a tender on him and look to bring him back based on the success that he has had in the, the past year in different spots. In addition to that, um, three guys that are exclusive rights free agents, Jason Kroom, Robert Foster, and Levi Wallace, based on the low cost for each of those, the potential that they still have, albeit it was a disappointing year for Robert Foster, Jason Kroom on the injured reserve, I would imagine all three of them. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about those guys. When we get to the list of unrestricted free agents, right, I'll run through it quickly first and and then give a little bit of analysis here and there. Uh, Maurice Alexander, Kurt Coleman, Frank Gore, Kevin Johnson, Shaq Lawson, Dean Marlowe, Sonoris Perry, Jordan Phillips, Quentin Spain, Julian Stanford, and Ladrian Waddle. In addition to that, uh, Lorenzo Alexander, is set to become an unrestricted free agent. Obviously, we all know after the loss to the Texans, Lorenzo did announce his uh, his retirement for football. You know, from this standpoint, the the years that he has spent in Buffalo, fans have known and grown to love him, not just for the work that he does on the field, but also being so engaged off the field and active in the community and engaging with fans and everything that we've seen him do. Uh, so many others have, have said it, but to Lorenzo Alexander, thank you for your time with the Buffalo Bills, all the great play that you have had. And uh, and I hope he's someone that stays involved in the community, in the Buffalo community, but also with the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think we saw Kyle Williams post-retirement, you know, very active still with the Bills, coming into training camp at different points, spending time with Ed Oliver and other players almost as a consultant slash mentor type role, but also seeing him doing some some work for buffalobills.com 
um, over this past year. And I think Lorenzo Alexander, the more that he can stay around the franchise, the better for everyone. So also, this is one of those. I don't think this was a uh, in the heat of the moment, like while he said he's going to retire, there's a chance he might come back based on, you know, the the send off that, that he received. In week 17, kind of different things that we've seen in social media, not just from him, but from family members. This wasn't too much of a surprise. And to Lorenzo Alexander, a great leader for the Buffalo Bills and just uh, in the community as well. As we look at some of these others, there some of the guys I will just gloss over a little bit. I don't think there's too much conversation around someone like a Maurice Alexander who's on injured reserve, Kurt Coleman. Uh, you know, you can look at a Julian Stanford. Maybe these guys in this situation, right? I don't want to use the term of, you know, are are replaceable, but you know, might be that okay, the the team brings back on a one year million dollar type deal, vet minimum type, or you know, maybe they look to get some upgrades in some of those spots. Traditionally, guys that have, um, you know, had a little bit of an impact on special teams, but not too much as it would come to uh, either the offensive or defensive side. Of the ball. An interesting one, Adrian Waddle was uh, truly seen to be that swing tackle for the Bills this year. Went down on injured reserve, no injury settlement. Uh, I know many Bills fans engage with his uh, with his wife on, on Twitter, and I think that makes him a popular player in the Bills uh, community. She's very active with the fans, and I think for many that's always appreciated. But uh, what will the Bills look to do with that swing tackle, right? We saw Ty and Secchi uh, suffering injuries, kind of the just not having the ability to play, uh, you know, kind of that 100% of the time at right tackle. Is Cody Ford ready to play right tackle? Uh, Deion Dawkins, you know, again, kind of locked in as your left tackle. But Ladrian Waddle, I see that someone that the team – by not having any sort of an injury settlement and keeping him on injured reserve is someone that they did not want to uh, give the opportunity to, to lock on with another team. And I wouldn't be surprised if they look to have him come back maybe with a one or two year deal as a swing tackle. Um, uh, another guy we can talk about, there's been a lot of conversation around Frank Gore since Saturday's game. Um, with that said, you look at Brandon Bean's comments in the season-ending press conference that he had. Uh, I do not see Frank Gore as someone that will be back in Buffalo this year. Um, you know, albeit I think the the mentorship and leadership that he was able to provide, not just in the running back room, but more specifically to Devin Singletary, uh, is someone that, you know, you appreciate what he was able to bring to the team. But with that being said, I, I think it's the opportunity, if you are going to have that you know, call it a thunder and lightning combo with Devin Singletary and another back. The Bills will, you know, maybe look to add someone in the draft once again. Think with a, a mid-round type of pick, maybe a fourth or fifth round selection, or maybe there's someone else in free agency that they would keep an eye on. But I do look at that as an opportunity for the Bills to upgrade at that position. And Frank Gore, albeit uh, a nice addition to the team in 2019, uh, I, I'll be surprised if he retires. I don't think he said anything to to indicate that and maybe look for him as an opportunity to, you know, to tie on with a, a championship contender. Not that the Bills are not, but, you know, again, just saying that maybe he'll look to, you know, lock on with a team where he can have a Super Bowl in mind for him in 2020 if he is not going to be back in Buffalo. Uh, a guy I glossed over rather quickly, Dean Marlowe. I, I imagine Dean Marlowe would be back with the Bills. It seems like he has been a safety valve with some versatility 
for Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott's defense, uh, his history with McDermott in Carolina, uh, special teams contributor, again, a little bit of a jack of all trades on the defensive side of the ball. Sure, I would expect Dean Marlowe to probably come back in a similar, you know, vet minimum type of contract. And and I think the uh, the chances of him re-signing with the Bills are probably better than not. Um, and that really leaves us with uh, four more guys on the list. And these are the four guys that there's going to continue to be the most conversation around. Defensive tackle Jordan Phillips, guard Quentin Spain, defensive end Shaq Lawson, uh, and finally cornerback Kevin Johnson. So why don't we do this? I'll take a quick break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more about these free agents. You're listening to break, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings from buffalorumblings.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills and talking free agents for the 2020 Buffalo Bills. And four more guys that we talked about before the break, Quentin Spain, Jordan Phillips, Kevin Johnson, and Shaq Lawson. Really, what is the team going to end up doing with these guys? And, and just kind of a gut feeling, just kind of uh, my prediction as it comes with this, no sort of insider knowledge or anything along those lines. Uh, you know, first off, I, I think as we kind of start with this, let's start with Jordan Phillips, because I think there's going to be the most conversation around him. Uh, has really endeared himself with Buffalo Bills fans, uh, claimed off of waivers in 2018 from the Miami Dolphins, uh, finished relatively strong for the Bills last year, gets a one-year prove-it deal, $4.5 million, and really steps up during the 2019 season. And when I say steps up, I mean nine and a half sacks, right? Being an emotional player for the Bills, delivering some big plays, not as strong against the run uh, as you would like him to be, as many others have noted. And, and now he is set to hit free agency. And I think this is a player that has enjoyed his time in Buffalo. I think he is, uh, as he has looked at it, you know, has truly, you know, said, even in his, his interviews, he would hope to be back with the Bills. I think the interesting piece that is going to, to happen with them is the Bills will probably force to, to move on from Jordan Phillips. And I'm not even sure if it's because they would want to. I think it just ties to the investment that they currently have at the defensive tackle position. I say that, you know, Ed Oliver, uh, the number nine overall pick, is going to continue to improve, right? I think we saw, especially in the second half of the season in 2019, the terror that Ed Oliver can be as a defensive tackle and expect to see even more of that in 2020. And you're going to want to get him his snaps. You're going to want to get him as many reps as you can. Obviously, you invest the number nine pick in a defensive tackle, you know, he's going to be on the field, let's say 65 to 70% of the time, maybe an increase in snaps for him in 2020. The other pieces, and I know it's a guy that fans love to sort of hate on in different pieces, but you know, you still have the star Latulale contract. And here is a guy in place making an average of $10 million a year. When you think of your defense, when you think of your roster, the makeup, you know, are you going to, in essence, let's say Jordan Phillips needs to get somewhere around nine, ten million dollars a year, if not more? Are you going to have two, call it rotational defensive tackles on the field making that much money? And I would be surprised if that's something that Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills do. Not that they would not want to have Jordan Phillips back on this team. I, I think this is going to be one of the tougher decisions we've seen this regime have to make as it relates to free agency. But when you look again at this investment, you need to get more snaps for Ed Oliver, not less. And bringing Jordan Phillips back likely means less snaps for Ed Oliver, 
not more. You know, we've seen him slide over to the one technique in different spots, maybe pass rushing situations. That is one thing. Um, but with this being said, I think Jordan Phillips, unfortunately, is probably going to end up signing elsewhere. I would be pleasantly surprised if he ended up back in Buffalo. Um, by no means, right? Do you want to see talented players end up, um, you know, end up leaving in, in any way, shape or form? So with this being said, I, I think you take a look at all of it and think to yourself, uh, Jordan Phillips, this might have been his last game with the Buffalo Bills. Um, Quentin Spain is someone I fully expect to be back in Buffalo. Um, I know there has been question. You talk about Cody Ford. You know, is this a guy that is truly a uh, a right tackle for the Bills? And I get that, right? You think of that conversation and, and everything that, that goes with that. Um, with all of that being said, though, right now, I think the Bills are going to value that continuity. And when I say that, it means Cody Ford continuing to develop as a right tackle, Ty Secchi under contract for next year as well. And then you can look at someone in a situation with Quentin Spain, having him next to Deion Dawkins on one side, Mitch Morris on the other. Maybe, you know, I think we talked about it before, maybe a three-year, four-year deal averaging somewhere between four and $5 million per year. I would imagine for someone like Quentin Spain, uh, again, a reliable starter, not allowing any sacks, you know, a, a solid piece to the offensive line for the Bills. He was an undrafted free agent out of college. The opportunity to get a a four year deal again, somewhere in that four to five million dollar per year contract. I think that's something that we will see him back with Buffalo, and would not be surprised if that were to take place. Uh, the other two guys, not too easy for me to make the call on. And I say this um, first with Kevin Johnson. You know, it's interesting, right? You take a look at Levi Wallace, the undrafted free agent out of Alabama in his second year, some ups, some downs, and and truly, right, a, a whole lot of in-between. And a player that many fans um, like, not as, as physically gifted as some cornerbacks out there. And then you look at a Kevin Johnson, right, struggling to stay healthy, in a position where he was a first-round draft pick out of Wake Forest, never truly lived up to the potential of a first-round pick in his time with the Houston Texans, signs the one-year prove-it deal with the Bills for $5 million. And uh, really in that second half of the season, right, doing a lot of platooning with Levi Wallace. Now, is this someone that is going to look at it and say, look, if I hit free agency, I was a first-round pick, I have that pedigree, I stayed healthy this year, albeit in you know a limited role, does Kevin Johnson go out and test free agency and have that opportunity to sign for, you know, let's call it starter money on the free agent market? Um, that is the piece where I think it is one where the Bills should want to bring him back. I don't know if Kevin Johnson is necessarily going to want to come back. Nothing I've seen in the media, no quotes, anything along those lines. But maybe if I were Johnson, if I were his agent, you know, might look at a situation and say, listen, I've you know, I have again, I have that pedigree as a first round draft pick. I am someone that can come back and, uh, you know, and have this type of an opportunity or uh, the opportunity to hit free agency and really to test those waters. And maybe it does become one of those things that it doesn't get done before free agency in Buffalo. He gets an idea of what else is out there and maybe ends up re-signing with the team. Uh, that's just my prediction right now. If I were Kevin Johnson, maybe seeing what else is out there. Finally, it brings me to Shaq Lawson. And, and Shaq Lawson is one of those guys, as we have the conversation around him, you know, truly a bit of a resurgence 
um, making some big plays, relatively strong against the run, providing some good pass rush for the team in 2019. Um, I personally would like to see the Bills re-sign Shaq Lawson. Maybe something in the neighborhood of four years, $32 million. You know, again, don't look just at the average per year. Look at some of the guarantees and pieces there. Um, in my opinion, Shaq Lawson was clearly the superior player to Trent Murphy uh, as a defensive end this past year. And similar to what we talked about with Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver before, uh, I feel that Shaq Lawson can get more snaps than he currently is the way things are broken down with Trent Murphy as the starter and, and him as the reserve. Um, personally, I, I think Shaq Lawson, his production can go up if he's on the field more, right? We talk about statistics. You talk about impact. You're in a bit of a platoon situation with someone like Trent Murphy. Well, that can all change if a guy like Shaq Lawson is playing the majority of the snaps, maybe as part of a three-man rotation or what that may look like. So uh, I, I do fall in the camp and we're not getting into draft mock draft talk or anything like that. I'd love to see the Bills look to address defensive end in the draft as well with one of their early round picks, right? I mean, it, wide receiver and defensive end are the two most popular choices that keep popping up. Um, but for me, I think for the Bills to to continue to not have too much of a regression, as our buddy Bruce exclusive would say, um, I think bringing Shaq Lawson back is important. Right. I think that is an important piece for the team. Again, they can still get younger at defensive end in the draft, but that gives the opportunity for the Buffalo Bills defense to remain one of the tops in the league while you can bring along a rookie pass rusher as needed. So, again, not too much of a betting man, but I would say that uh, Jordan Phillips is probably done in Buffalo. Would not be surprised if the same were to happen with Kevin Johnson. And I'm looking for Quentin Spain and Shaq Lawson to re sign with the bills. So that's going to wrap up this week's episode of breaking Buffalo rumblings. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you've got thoughts on the free agency class, make sure that you hit me up in the comments section at Buffalo rumblings.com and the article here, I will tag that, uh, that piece from John Boccasino as well. I think it's got a, a nice breakdown again of just all those Buffalo bills, free agents in 2020. And as always, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you pound that subscribe button so you don't just get Breaking Buffalo rumblings. You get the Nick and Nolan show, the Mafia Mavens, Blitz Bills, Circling the Wagons, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, and Believe. Even though it is the offseason, we are going to continue to churn out podcasts for you each and every week because we know as Buffalo Bills fans, we just can't get enough of our team. There's plenty to talk about with free agency, the draft, looking back at next season, looking forward to the following season. Um, all of these pieces for us as fans, we're just excited to be here with you each and every week. So thanks again. Appreciate you tuning in. And as always, go Bills. Take care.